For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? Episode 89. We're getting creepily close to 100. Oh, it's not Halloween anymore. I can't even talk like that. I'm really sad. Like, I don't even like Halloween, obviously. Like, I didn't do anything. I actually was really annoyed because there, I live in a neighborhood, so it was just kids screaming for hours. <laughs> My dog was You are such a bitch. <laughs> I know, but I'm going to really miss the Halloween theme. I like the spooky theme. I think it, you sound like that lady from Hocus Pocus, the one that's like the sound of children's laughter. It's disgusting or something like that. <laughs> Another glorious morning. Makes me sick. <laughs> that's you. Well, I had a great old time. My neighborhood does a whole bunch of stuff for like Halloween. All They get really into it. So my kids had a great time and I inspected their candy, if you know what I mean. I ate like literally half a bucket last night while I was playing Fortnite. You guys, the oh my god, oh. are we gonna start off with Wait, this, Lily? You brought it up. Holy oh my fucking gosh. shit. So at the end of last episode, I mentioned that I had heard that there's never really been cases of people having their candy poisoned. So like the fear mongering, I didn't say all of this, but this is what. I feel like it was, it was implied. implied. The fear mongering by the news is like, ooh, check your kid's candy. Make sure there's no like cyanide in it. I even made a joke of like, oh, the razor blades and the Tootsie Rolls. Like that's kind of the picture they paint every year. Exactly. And my point was that isn't actually a thing that happens. But you guys, many of you guys, I would say upwards of 40, like probably 50 comments, honestly, decided to correct me and say, no, Lily, it has happened. And you know, if I was wrong, Oh my God, please correct me. But you guys, if one more person tells me about the guy that poisoned his own kid's candy, which that's terrible. And I'm very no, horrible, sorry horrible, that that horrible. happened. But that doesn't speak to the narrative of the news saying that strangers at random houses are just like Russian roulette poisoning a bunch of candy and distributing it to the kids. That's one parent that poisoned their own kid. So they wouldn't even have checked the candy because they did it. A lot of people also commented things of like, oh, this person poisoned their kid on this day and it wasn't even Halloween. And we're like, damn, did we not specify? Like, I think maybe we didn't specify. So Lily went back to rewatch and she's like, okay, so I didn't say Halloween. And like, I didn't like, you know, we didn't okay, get too no, into Halloween it. Halloween was implied. I guess I didn't say um, strangers, but okay, that was That's also what we meant. implied. It's so funny to me. I was cracking up for the past two days because of the rage that Lily felt inside, not like actual rage, but just like, Ah, like why do they keep correcting me like i swear that's not what i meant it was just it was, was hilarious like, no lily you're wrong and i was like but that's not even what i was talking about you can't try to do this to an aries guys what are you doing she just kept building up her fucking anger she was like but are you kidding me because that's not what i said and i'm like oh my god lily just let it go girl and then there was even one that was like no look up this name and then i look up the name and it was something in like 2009 and it was a guy that poisoned candy but it was like randomly in an airport bathroom or something like it had nothing to do with halloween i was like what are you talking about guys what we meant was you know i thought it was well known but maybe it's not the whole like parents check your kids candy because it's dangerous like that there's never been a documented case according to lily I don't know. There's never been a documented case of someone that is like a stranger, like someone in my neighborhood that's yes. like passing out like fucking Tootsie Rolls like with fentanyl on it. Like that hasn't down happened. the street does not exist. Well, I mean, I'm yeah. sure maybe We're not talking about creepy but. parents doing it to their own kids because what? Why? Like, that well, then you, I'm like, but then you wouldn't be checking the candy. So that's irrelevant. Like, the whole point was that the news has run with this fake narrative. Yeah. And we were just trying to get at the fact that it was fear mongering. But oh my God, I have had a joy of the last two days watching Lily just be so pissed. <laughs> because she, like, you don't, guys, she texts very, how do you, okay, there's two types of people. There's people that text all at once, and there's people that text like one sentence 45 times. You know what I, I mean? Like, it it's like 45 sentences. She likes to text like she talks. So she'll just be <laughs> like, she'll just be like, accept dot, 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 send. 
I didn't say that in all caps. But you know, it's funnier. You you know how I'm trying to say it then. Honestly, I am such a fan of the community that we've built. We have been reflecting on this in the past like week, honestly, because we've been trying to like put together these episodes. We've been really busy for honestly, the last year we've like just kind of had our heads down just like moving yeah. forward. And when I've looked at multiple things, one of the things we realized was that we have a subreddit that recently we realized that. And number two, that that subreddit's like low key popping off. Like it was like, it was literally at like 1600 members like three days ago. And now it's like at 2100 members and it's just growing and growing. And they talk about the episodes and like topics we should talk about. And they like announce when we upload. And like, I'm, I'm like, much more on top of why are you so, no, that's a hundred percent. You want to work for, do we know them? Just kidding. We don't have that much money yet, but I just like, I'm such a fan of like the community, like people fucking having honest conversations in the comments, like people who have been here and like, there's people who have been here since the Christy Carlson Romano days. That's, that's pretty intense. Wait, okay. That I, was like our third episode. Of, I recently, um, rewatched randomly the Kavos Deaf Noodles episode. I had a few takeaways. One, that it was so fucking funny and I miss topics like that. <laughs> that were like we were super invested in but they like weren't deep at all then the other takeaway was oh my god we used to get really drunk when we speak for yourself no honestly i have been (laughs) very tipsy for a few episodes but i will say no but nothing in this world will beat our deaf noodles live stream the first live stream we ever did i blacked out where lily yeah lily blacked out i was so happy we were so nervous to do the live stream that we just kept drinking to like and it lasted i don't know so hopefully long. get funnier yeah it did last way too long yeah this has been quite a it's, year it's been a I journey have to say, and it's gone by like so fast it has but i'm also like i was talking to my husband about it my brother i've been talking to everyone i'm like dude look at like Look at the community. I know. Everybody shows up for the episodes. They're excited. They want, like, how many people are like, I'm there for every fucking episode. I was literally scrolling my For You page. I saw a TikTok, someone talking about Jeffree Star. And in the comments, they were like, oh, do we know them just did an episode on this? And she's literally like, oh, I'm watching their Mr. Beast episode right now. And I'm like, oh my God. What it's is weird, happening? <laughs> and I, this is how it was at Clever too when Beauty Break started doing well, that we do just kind of like keep our heads down and we're just working so much that it's very hard to quantify like any of I it. I don't understand. <laughs> we definitely don't understand, but we are so fucking grateful. And like, this is... I know I've had an IPA, but I'm getting emotional. This has reignited like my spirit for creating content and for like being, I've never been this consistent. I was telling Alex this last night. I'm like, never, not any point in my career was I this consistent with anything and putting this much effort and time into it. It's just given me this like fire that I'm just like, fuck yeah, this is, this is my shit. This is what I'm doing. And I just, I can't thank you enough for forcing me to do this podcast. Lily, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you for doing it with me because I wouldn't have done it alone. <laughs> I mean, I, after all, I am your ass man, so... You know, Lily, she'd just be here. Literally, the audacity. <laughs> Whatever the opposite of a yes man is, Lily low-key bullies me, all right? Like, again, she's an Aries, all right? It is what it is. No, but like, we have a lot of same opinions for sure. Like, I feel like you and I agree on a lot. Like, just in general, That's like principles like, and morals. and We don't have a lot of debates, but not because we're like trying to avoid them. It's just because... That's why we get along is because yeah. we're just like right, usually yeah. very much on the same page for everything. But if you guys do want to see Lily disagreeing with me, watch our Ace Fest episode, which was our second ever episode on yeah if you want to go watch jesse lie jesse was just a little confused all right anyway we can get on with this episode because wow what a long intro and i'm gonna hate us when i'm editing this i won't there's no assets it's great i know (laughs) i did just really want to thank you guys though because wow this has been amazing and we're just so excited we're just happy to be here honestly that's how i feel we're just excited because it just feels like we like hit a new stride and we're excited to keep going and thank you for being here oh my gosh okay anyway we do have actual topics for today cheers for old time's sake oh oh into the abyss cheers cheers so we do have um three topics today and so it's gonna be you know we're we're gonna have plenty to chat about yeah (laughs) we have keith lee versus atlanta pretty much the atlanta restaurant scene yes yeah and everyone wanted us to cover that because hello i live in georgia and they're like jesse must know about this i'm like you think i leave my house but anyway i do have some insight there but whatever and then two we have the d'amelios working at walmart question mark i love when rich people cosplay as poor people it's really fun honestly this one was pretty next level like i know we've talked about the ace family doing it but like this it was like excuse me what (laughs) who who told you to do what? And then third, we have this TikTok topic about, I'll just wait until we get to that one. I'm scared it's to absurd. cover it. Oh, I don't know. I'm scared, but we will cover it because we're not, we're not afraid of anything on this show. 
Yes, we are. <laughs> we're afraid of a lot. Yeah, like, we're afraid of a lot of things. But I've okay. actually been really nervous to cover this. But anyway, uh, we do have three topics. So which one do you want to start with? The TikTok one, Keith Lee, or D'Amelio Walmart? Um, let's do Keith Lee first. Okay, period. I'm all about this because I don't follow Keith Lee and it's not for any other reason. I, I love him. I think he's a great guy. I think he's humble. I think there's probably nobody better in his position than him. It's really nice to see actual adults that have a moral compass in his position because it's just so often that you see otherwise. But I don't really care that much about like food reviews and stuff. It's not my thing. I was going to say, I'm not a big foodie, but it's that I'm a very specific foodie <laughs> yeah 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 you like like the same things he like tries like an array exactly. he of likes things. to try new things and go a bunch but i don't i get the same thing and also there. he definitely has a i mean i think savory wise i might vibe with his thing but he'll say very often like oh this is too salty this is too sweet nothing's yeah, too nothing salty too or sweet, sweet. No. <laughs> i'm like maybe there's like too salty sometimes but i guarantee your too salty is not my too salty i just don't have the same like taste buds as him and he says all the time he's like your taste may be different than mine and that is what it is of course like we're human beings i have seen people comment that like i don't know who said this but it was someone on twitter making fun of the people saying like where did he go to culinary school and it's like <laughs> nowhere he just you know you could just say if just something's good or not <laughs> Like, if you're reviewing, if you order clothes on Amazon, you have to be a fucking fashion designer? No, you're just like, this shit feels like ass. Like, no, you can just speak, you know that? Well, and like you said, it's like, if you tried some of the stuff he recommended and you didn't like it, then it's clear that your, like, taste buds aren't gonna be similar, so maybe you don't watch him. But millions of people do, so. That being said, I'll never forgive him for my Chipotle always being out of Chipotle vinaigrette because he says it's delicious. But he did put me on to putting the Chipotle vinaigrette inside of the sour cream, shaking it up, it has to be the right orange color. Dipping your fucking shit in that, mmm, that is out of control. Delicious. Grit in the sour cream, just pop back on and shake it up. Shake. I've seen some people just throw the vinaigrette in there and not shake it up. That's crazy. For me, I put enough vinaigrette to change the color. Like, it should be like a orange. I don't doubt that he knows good food. Um, But he used to be, I think we've spoken about him. When did we speak about him? Because for sure we did. Because I remember saying he was an MMA fighter. Yeah, and I had no idea that that was the case. Um, Didn't he try Mr. Beast's chocolate and not review it well? And then Mr. Beast, like, made him do more? No, but, like, Jimmy's face while he was saying that the chocolate was not good was just, like, pure panic. <laughs> He's like, it's all right. <laughs> but anyway, so Keithy used to be an MMA fighter. I found him way before the food review. Like he was making dinner for his family. That's how I found him. He would get like stuff from Trader Joe's and just make a dinner for his family and that was it. And I don't know when he started food reviews, but basically the main shtick is he sits in his car. He does a lot of zoom ins. So like he talks like this. His main thing is like he talks like this with his hands together. It's very like deadpan too. Like there's no like fluctuation in how he is talking. Yeah, he has a very monotone kind of way of speaking. And then he does these zoom ins that aren't my thing. Like I do zoom in a lot, like in editing and stuff, not here on this podcast, but, but like, like in general. Zoom ins. Yeah, like I'm talking like you're looking in between his two eyebrows. You're like, oh, interesting. It's not my particular style, but like that's his way of editing. And he's known for that at this point. I don't know when he started food reviews, but his main thing is I'm going to rate this one through 10. Like I'm going to try it and I'm going to rate it. And then that's it. And also that he pays for everything himself. Like he doesn't accept a bunch yep. of freebies. He wants the service exactly how it would be for everyone else. He's not trying to get special treatment because he wants to review it how anyone would review it. That's actually a really big point in this whole entire topic because because I didn't know this because, okay, full disclosure, yes, I do live in Georgia. I live about 40 minutes from Atlanta. We don't leave our houses. No, okay, I have left my house, <laughs> all right? I actually was in Atlanta today at the zoo, okay? I was gonna say, because you go to the aquarium in the zoo, there's not food there. <laughs> Bitch, there is food there and it's really expensive and really shitty, but that's not what this is about. I have been to Atlanta multiple times for, brace yourself, the Cheesecake Factory. I swear. I know. I know. But also P.F. Chang's. They're right oh, across from each other at the Cumberland Mall. But you know what? I have some beef with P.F. Chang's too. I used to get their almond cashew chicken and they fucking took it off the menu. Okay, same with their fucking, uh, what was it? What did they Dandan take off? The, noodles. Their honey walnut shrimp. That's bullshit. Last time I went, it was for my birthday and they literally, like everyone I sat with was like, why is everything so salty? And I'm like, fuck you guys. I'm so pissed. <laughs> like, I love this place. Leave me alone. This is my birthday. It's the only place where I like go out of my, like I get the lettuce wraps and people are like, <gasps> lettuce? Really? And I'm like, well, it's a vehicle for the chicken, but I it mean. really <laughs> is. It really is. And the little sauces. Oh my God. You cannot not like P.F. Chang's. So I do love those restaurants in Atlanta. <laughs> However, the restaurants that 
they have everywhere. Branching out, never heard of her. I went to, when I was vegan, I did go to, I think it's called the Slutty Vegan in Atlanta, and they were very nice. But I have not been to these, like, I don't know if I would call them mom and pop shops, but they are, like, single-owned. They're not franchise businesses. So I've never been to those restaurants, and apparently, it's an epidemic, okay, in Atlanta, where there are all these crazy rules, these crazy specifications that restaurants have, these loopholes they make you fucking jump through in order to be able to sit down and eat food and pay the money. They just feel like really like we're the best. And it's like, how about you just be a fucking normal restaurant? I don't even feel like it's they think they're the best. I think it's more like you're hungry, aren't you? Yeah, you need some food. Well, good luck. <laughs> you're going to have to work for it. Honestly, I feel like there's nothing more desperate than a hungry person. You're hungry. I mean, maybe a person who has to pee your shit really bad. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's like, you, it's just a human need. You need to fucking eat. So they're like, uh-uh, not so fast, little creature. So anyway, okay, so he went to Atlanta. I honestly got every single review he did on my For You page, and I watched them as they were coming. So everything was fine. Like, he was not giving everything a raving review, but the comments were noticeably like, uh-oh, Keith Lee's in town and like everyone in Atlanta knew what was about to happen because they're like, this fucking place is bullshit with restaurants and many other things. He's like a secret shopper. Yeah, exactly. And he was with his, I think, I don't know if she's his sister or sister-in-law and his mom and his wife. Mm -hmm. So his wife is recognizable to anyone who watches his content. Like I would recognize his wife, but his sister or sister-in-law, sorry, I'm not 100% sure. And his mom are not. So he would have them go into businesses to get tables, to call in. Like he doesn't call in himself because he has a very particular their voice and like once you're alerted Keith Lee's in the area everyone's like looking out like it's that serious because if you don't know when Keith Lee reviews a place if he gives it a raving review they're just like inundated with people it's like insane you would think it's just for like a day or two it's for months like there's businesses that have forever you been changed you can make or break your business literally I don't know if he can break it necessarily because I'm sure people would still go that aren't on TikTok but like if you're a nothing place and don't have a lot of service every day like he will make it so places have like almost had to close down because they can't handle the yep. influx of people. So everything was fine and dandy. He was just giving things honest reviews. And then he went to the real milk and honey. And girly pop, this is where everything went to shit. Me and my family are in Atlanta and currently we are at the real milk and honey. I got it. Let's try it and ready one through 10. As you can see, I don't have any bag in my hands. We are at the real milk and honey on Main Street and College Park. Before we came, we attempted to call our order in. We were greeted with an automatic message that said they do not take call-in orders. The automatic message said the only way you can do pickup is through DoorDash. We went through DoorDash, they was closed. But online, it said they closed at five o'clock. We went on DoorDash at four o'clock, but we were already here, so we just went inside. I stayed in the car and my family went in and they told them they were closed early for deep cleaning. Yet the door is wide open and it's people deep still cleaning. going in and grabbing orders. Now we have no idea if those people ordered beforehand or what the case is. Also, the people who relayed this message, my family said were really nice. It's just the rules. And so far being in Atlanta, I found some places do have unique rules and this is the one of them. I want to be very clear we're not blaming one person or saying one person was rude. In plain terms, don't call this restaurant trying to get nobody fired. Ain't nobody do nothing. This is just the rules they had. If you don't like their rules, their rules not for you. And for me and my family, the rules just went for us. We just not their target audience. For the record, afterwards, I did walk in and they did recommend and they attended the services, but I respectfully declined. I'm a normal person. I pay for my food like everybody else. I walk in spots like everybody else. We are all normal people. Respectfully, if you're not going to do it then, don't do it now. God bless you. Yeah, we're just trying to get some food, but I am going to make this very clear. I do not support, condone, or agree tearing down these businesses. While we personally may not have the best customer service experience, it does not mean you will have the same experience. That also don't mean go on Twitter and tear these businesses down. At the end of the day, business owners are people. Never know what people are going through. The only reason I'm even making this is to share my authentic and real experience like I always do. I don't mean no harm, I don't have no malicious intent, but I always say I'm gonna be 100% honest and that come with the good and the not so good. You don't know what nobody going through. So what we can't do is just judge off of somebody else's experience. If you like to go to these places or any other place that I've been to, I encourage you to go try it for yourself and make your own opinion. But we still in Atlanta and we on Main Street and it's a bunch of spots here. So we're gonna go to a different spot. God bless you, have an amazing day, y'all be safe. So, as you can imagine, and listen, there's a big discussion to be had here about like what weight of responsibility does a creator hold? Like at what point is it, you've said your piece and you like, you can't control what your audience does at that point. You know what I mean? He has such a wide reach. He has 14, I think almost 15 million followers. That's a I ton of people. I say, because even this video has 2.5 million likes. Yeah, he's huge. And like the community really shows up for him. And yes, when he negatively reviews a restaurant, does it hurt them? Do people leave zero star reviews and shit? Yeah, because this is the internet. But he makes it very clear what he agrees with. And I do think to a certain extent, creators do have a responsibility. I think that if you're just like watching your fucking followers do something that you do not agree with and you say nothing about it, I think that's wrong. But if you do say like, hey, 
I don't agree with this, then what else can you do? There's just a fine line there where it's like, yeah, say something, but also it's not all on you, dude. Like you don't have to be responsible for the shit that the internet's gonna do because they're gonna do it anyway. It gets to a point when you can't control it. So it's like, so should he just stop doing food reviews because people are assholes when he tells them not to be? He actually like the, the way this ends is his most recent TikTok and he addresses that and like kind of like what he feels about this whole situation. So I'm interested in the conversation as a whole just because like the nature of what he does, yes, it is saying, hey, I like this, I don't like this. But everyone has different tastes. Yes, and also it doesn't need to be as serious as like it's being right now. Like this is like, hey, if he likes something, he likes something. However, I will say this restaurant in particular, the real milk and honey, they fumbled the bag so bad. Oh my God, they fumbled it. Holy hell. So The Real Milk and Honey has a TikTok and they have done advertisements on there. They've shown their food on there. Very clearly showing that they do, they want to market out to the public despite obviously being busy enough that uh, they can't really seat you or give you food or any of that stuff. When all this went down, people obviously went to their TikTok. They left comments. Honestly, I never saw anything like horrible. It's just people like, ooh, Keith Lee, like that type of shit. I didn't see any malicious ones, but there could have been. It'd be less like, um, like trying to like chastise them and more like, hey, you could have gotten this free promo, but you didn't. Ha -ha. And also <laughs> like maybe also treat the people of Atlanta better and we'll all be on your side. You know what I mean? Because yeah, Keith Lee had this one experience but there's people that live here and try to like eat in general in the city quite often so they posted a tiktok where the business owner was sitting in the middle of the, i don't know i think it's a family-owned business i think it's his daughter's yeah oh gotcha okay so it was i guess the dad in the middle and the daughters on either side and they're saying hey did you see that keith lee posted this and he's like who's keith lee like daddy you don't know who keith lee is and honestly that was not a good move <laughs> i gotta say <laughs> Did you see this Keith Lee video about the real milk and honey? And who is this Keith Lee? Daddy. You don't know Keith Lee? Yeah. No. No, 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 I would not say that is the direction I would have gone, but you know. And people started digging further into the real milk and honey. And one of the things that they found was their house rules. And what's really funny is that real milk and honey posted a press release, if you will, that said, hey, the house rules that are going around because people were like doing the whole green screen thing where their heads in the, you know what I mean? They were doing the whole thing where they're like, oh my God, check out these fucking ridiculous rules that they have. And they're like, no, 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 those are our outdated rules. And they said verbatim, you're gonna see that it's not about rules, it's about a vibe. Like, it's not like meant to basically control people. It's just like, we're trying to create a vibe here in this restaurant, which I'm like, oh, period. Well, that makes sense because like, yeah, maybe people are acting up or you need to, I don't know. Until I saw the rules, which were actually the same rules I had already seen. I'm like, oh, so they're the same? So number one, house rule. We guarantee good food, dot, dot, dot. Everything else is left to chance. We try our hardest though, we really do. What's everything else? Basically they're saying like, you're gonna get fed, but like if we tell you to go fuck yourself or like, I don't know, berate you or like give you bad customer service, we tried. Wait, it reminds me of those places. Like have you ever been to, like there's one called Dicks where they're like purposely dicks to you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is that, but without that. <laughs> like sometimes that might happen. Number two is we do not provide individual checks. However, we will allow up to three forms of payment. That one's That's not fine. that outrageous. Yeah. yeah, okay. I mean, like tell people that when they sit down. Exactly, yeah. Well, they'll hopefully get this like laminated paper next to their menu, I guess. I don't know how they enforce these or if it's just like posted up by the bathroom, but I hope that people are aware of these because there's quite a bit. Number three says 18% gratuity added to parties of five or more or checks larger than $75. I was $75 like- $75 isn't a lot. To me personally though, I always tip 20%. So I'm like, okay, 18%. Yeah, like I feel like that's, crazy, no. yeah, that's not, to me, that's not crazy. Um, number four, no, and they capitalize this, N-O, no modifications to any menu item. If you have a food allergy, please choose another item. That one probably would um, be a problem for me because I don't like anything. So um, I'm very picky mm -hmm. and like things too plain. bad. But I, I get it if they're super busy and they're just like trying to like churn stuff out. I'm sorry. I think that food allergies are like the main, like that should be a concern. And also like substitutions, everybody has their own taste. Like I understand maybe if you want to limit substitutions, you're not like, okay, not like fucking 10 substitutions, but like 
nothing. If people don't like pickles and it's on their burger, that shit leaks through the whole thing. Like everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah, 100%, I agree with that. <laughs> I think the food allergy, I get like if it's a super busy place, for example, and they're cooking everything like in peanut oil, it is gonna take a lot more time to like individually make something on the side that doesn't touch something if it's what all of their food is made with. True, but they're not even saying that. I've actually seen restaurants that say that where they'll be like, hey, like if they have shellfish, all of our shellfish is cooked where our meat is cooked, apologies. But they're not saying if you don't want ketchup on something, we can't take out the ketchup. Like that takes two seconds. It actually is less work for you to take out the ketchup. I understand with the food allergy aspect because like even McDonald's, I think on their menu says like, our stuff is cooked in this. So like, if that is a problem for you, just they make it known, but they aren't able to not make it with that. The modifications, fuck that. I'm like, if I don't want sauce, don't give me sauce. Or like, if I want the sauce on the side, please. Like, it's just, I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. That seems like an easy adjustment to be made. Yeah. Number five says, please be nice. You first, bitch. I was gonna say, that's ironic considering rule one. Number six is, sorry, no reservations at this time. Number seven, no table hibernation. 90 minutes max, others have to eat too. I'll say the only restaurant I've ever been to that ha has had like a time limit, if you will, is Korean barbecue because it's all you can eat. And I think it's two hours. Yeah, if it's like a buffet situation. Yeah. I mean, an hour and a half is a pretty lengthy time to be out to eat. I feel like it is, but however, it depends on how fast they can get the food out because if they can't get it out fast enough, then it's like, okay, I have like five minutes to eat. Like, you know what I mean? If you're just sitting well, I there. I hope it wouldn't take over an hour to get food, but I, well, I don't know. Number eight, if we prepare your selected item to our menu specifications, we will not remove this item from your bill. So if they say, we're gonna give you a chicken sandwich and you get the chicken sandwich and it's ass and it tastes bland and it's fucking horrible, they made it according to the menu. It's a chicken sandwich. So you're paying for it, bitch. Like they're not taking that off. I mean, I get that. Nope, I surely fucking don't. I feel like you don't get to be like, mm, I didn't like that. Well, especially because I think it probably speaks more to the people that are like, they order it and they have like half of it. And That's then they not send what I'm back. talking about though. I, like for instance, I went to a Mexican restaurant with my brother. He tried a drink. It was atrocious. Like I had a margarita that I like slurped down, but it was really, really bad. He had a drink that was like, he's like, I can't, I can't drink this. And he said, hey, I'm so sorry. Is, is there any way I can switch this for, I think he said a beer or something. You're going to tell me like, well, we said that was a cucumber martini and it has cucumber and it's a martini. So sorry, that's ridiculous. Like, I feel like if you I don't like, like it- I feel like a lot of places are gonna do that though because it's like they make they made it for you. It's not like they can give it to someone else. Yeah, but if you made it horribly and it doesn't taste right, then they should take it fucking back. And that place in particular had delicious food. Everything else was amazing. That, their drinks just were really bad. And although I, yes, I slurped down that margarita because I have very low standards, my brother could not do it. Like he would have actually gotten sick and you're gonna tell me he should have paid for that and left it on the table that's fucked up like i feel like there's a fine line if someone has not at all like they took one bite it's obvious they don't like it like you're gonna tell me you're not gonna take that back i don't know i just feel like i wouldn't do that as a business owner me personally i just feel like i mean you're not guaranteed to like everything they have but they still are making it if it's like something's frozen or something still or not cooked all the way then yeah no fucking send it back but, but imagine you get exactly what you ordered and it's just fucking disgusting it's bland as hell that sucks. That to me, that just is kind of like, oh, well, that sucks. I wish I had ordered something else. I think a lot of restaurants will accommodate for that, but if they don't, I'm not super judgy about it. This honest. is coming from someone who doesn't send shit back. Like I will almost never yeah. send something back because I'm like so ashamed and I just don't want the confrontation. So like, this is coming from me. I'm sorry, but like people should be allowed to, within reason, send something back if it is not delicious or even good on any fucking, I don't know. I just think that's weird. Oh my God, look what they said after that. I missed that sentence. They said, our entrees are not samples. Thanks. Okay, but I have to eat it, bitch. They're doing it in a tacky way, but I do get it. If everyone that went in was like, oh, actually, I don't like this that much. I'd rather have this, but they already made it. Like, that's not, I just wouldn't no, think No, I'm that sorry. That's I feel really like this is going to be a very polarized comment section because I don't feel that way at all. As someone who does not send my food back almost ever, if I do, it's because I genuinely cannot. Like, I can't eat this. It's going to make but me that's sick. Because you genuinely don't. A lot of people might be like, mm, I don't really 
really like it that much. And then they just want to try something else instead. Like, for example, if I like ordered something, it was like a fried chicken and I personally don't like things that are spicy. Well, that's actually a bad example because they should advertise that it's spicy. But it's like if there was like a seasoning on it or something that I didn't like, but that seasoning that's was just like so how they make different chicken. than what I mean. But this applies to everything. So that it isn't just like, how do you differentiate? Well, that's why I think it's wrong because I feel like people like me who if I get something and I'm like, okay, yes, this is fried chicken, but it's cold and also it tastes like air, then I should be able well, to send that cold, back. I don't, I don't feel like that necessarily. Like, I'm sorry. Are they specifying on their menu like hot chicken? Because it, they're probably not saying hot chicken. They're saying it's fried chicken. And if you got fried chicken, then you got it. That's an implied specification of it. Like I think I they're know. talking about like you don't get to order chicken and go, I don't like this. I want something else instead. But it was like someone else next to you would have liked it. You see, we do disagree on the show. I just don't agree. I think that that's complete. <laughs> I think that's completely too broad and penalizes people who genuinely do not enjoy their meal. And like, for instance, if I get something that is not great, like if it just completely lacks flavor, Let's say that. It's just like, it's yes, it's fried chicken. It's hot. Let's even say it's hot. It literally tastes like air. It is not seasoned and it like it's just gross. I don't want to eat it. I have to pay for that? That sucks. It does, but I don't. Going back All right, to guys, the, if it's let's cold cancel or something, Lily in I the do... comments below. I fully support you. <gasps> well, no, but uh, like if it's cold or hot or something, I don't think that's what they're talking about. Like, obviously, I think if it wasn't cooked correctly, they but would fix it. But it's too broad of I language. I think this applies to, I just don't like it. And it's like, well, other people do, you just don't. Then why are they having to then... I don't know. Like if they made it, it's like then the food goes to waste. So I think food also isn't the most expensive thing to like, I don't know what the return on like a normal meal would be and like versus how much it costs. But I get why you wouldn't want to be like, oh, we're going to give this person like three options because they didn't like it, but we have to throw away the first two. I don't know. I just think as an introvert, going to a fucking restaurant already... That's very difficult. I sit down, I see this fucking laundry list of rules, and then I see, oh, you cannot basically return your meal. I'm just gonna sit in silence and eat my food in sadness, like, if I don't like it. Also, I think, again, the rules are kind of weird that a lot of them are kind of like, yeah, no shit, or just like put it on the menu. Like, it doesn't need to be rules. And I think if you knew that they weren't gonna do that, then maybe just like be very careful with what you order. Read some reviews first. That's ridiculous. I don't need to study to eat at a restaurant. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like because I'm an honest person who only returns things if I absolutely need to, I should be allowed to do that. This I don't think applies to honest people though. It's because people take advantage of well, it. Well, I guess I got looped in with them then. And I just think it's ridiculous and we can all cancel Lily in the comments below. Anyway, <gasps> so... Next rule, they like to use their caps. And you know what? I understand. We have no waiting area inside. Keep in mind, if on wait list, you can receive a text when your table is ready. That's fine. But they said that there's a new feature through Yelp where you can add yourself to the wait list from the comfort of home or work. That's super convenient. That is? You have to say? The thing is, is a lot of these rules don't need to be specified as rules. I feel like they're kind of just like understood. Like if there's no room, like don't linger inside and block up the like walkways. I don't know. I was not feeling that. That list of house rules, I was like, uh-uh, no thank you. It just feels kind of pretentious, but also a lot of them aren't that crazy. I just feel like it's kind of unnecessary to say that you have rules. But that in conjunction with the fact that Keith Lee couldn't even find food and then there was this whole thing. And then he said that they attempted to service him once they kind of like realized who he was, which happened at a place called Old Lady Gang as well. Yesterday, me and my family were at the One Music Festival. Somebody who works with Candy Bears walked up to us and said they've been trying to reach us since we got to Atlanta. He said he'd been constantly emailing me and constantly DMing me for me to come to Old Lady Gang. I got it. Let's try it and rate it 1 through 10. As you can see, I don't have any bags in my hands. Me and my family showed up and we attempted to order before we got here. We called the number they had connected on Yelp three times. No answer. We tried to order through DoorDash and it said it was temporarily closed. So when we pulled up, I sent my family in to order for us. They said on the weekends due to being busy, they don't do any takeout at all, which is completely understandable. So what we decided to do is my family's gonna go eat. They're gonna come bring the food out while I'm sitting in the car so they have no idea I'm here. My family asked how long the wait was to be seated. They said an hour to an hour and a half. They didn't have any reservations available. So they didn't take down any number, any contact information, nothing. My family then came and relayed that message to me and I decided to go in myself. We walked in and we were greeted by a nice young lady. And then I met some amazing people who were eating there and we took some pictures. God is amazing. As soon as me and my wife were done taking pictures, the lady said the table was ready. As always, I don't want any special treatment. I want to be treated like everybody else. I pay for my food like everybody else. I'm a normal person. I'm a normal customer. Things like this is exactly why I do reviews the way I do. Just because I have a certain amount of followers on social media don't make me different from nobody. My mom, my mom-in-law, my sister, they all paying customers just like me. So I want them to be treated just like me. So I asked how long the wait time has been today. She said an hour to an hour and a half. So which I didn't ask, 
How are you able to sit me in five minutes? Again, my family just attempted to eat there less than two minutes ago. I didn't tell her. I changed my mind. We're going to go eat somewhere else. And I said, God bless you. And I walked out. On second thought, it's okay. We're we going to go and eat somewhere else. So I appreciate it, though. For sure. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Y'all have a great day. Have a good one. Have a great day. I'm gonna be very transparent and honest. I am frustrated. Me and my family just trying to eat food. That's all we try to do. At the same time, I am frustrated. I understand we are all humans. I do not agree. I do not support. I do not condone shaming this business based on my experience. Basically what happened was he showed up to a place. They told his mom, it's an hour and a half wait. He walked in, someone took a picture with him. And then they said, oh, actually everyone canceled and like we can get you in right now. And he was like, no, thank you. I do not want to dine here because I don't want special treatment. And also like if other people have to wait, I'm going to wait. And if you want to treat me differently, like I'm just heading out. Like that's, you know, he wants his reviews to be something that everyone like how his experience is, is irrelevant if you're not treating him like everyone else is going to be treated. Exactly. So, so they tried to get him to eat there. He said no. He walked out. It happened at another place too, where they walked out because they tried to service them after like it wasn't a recorded thing. It was just something that he was like, hey, I walked in. It was too long of a wait. Then they saw me and they said, oh, wait, we'll service you, which is so fucking annoying. But anyway, there was videos that circulated where people were filming him talking to like the restaurant owners or like managers or something because they came out. It looked like a very heated discussion. It wasn't. It wasn't. He was just telling them like, hey, like I don't want to be treated differently. And they were like, no, we just basically what they agreed to was that they were going to accommodate people who are waiting before he got his stuff. And they did do that. Make sure if they get food, we'll sit down. If they get food first, we sit down. That's the only way we sit down. If they get food, y'all heard him. God bless y'all. You too. So he's like, I will eat here if you do X, Y, and Z. And they did it. And then he finally ate there. It wasn't even supposed to be a recorded thing. It was like he was just trying to eat, which is like, Jesus, to eat as Keith Lee seems difficult these days. Yeah, seriously. He has to like wait in the car and hide. I know, literally. <laughs> but I do just want to show Keith Lee's like final video because he kind of talks about just like the wrap up of it all. And it's, you know, it's just, it's been a lot for well, him. So he never ate at the real Milk and Honey, yeah? No, never. And the you know what's bizarre? There's a place called Milk and Honey Atlanta. So there's the real Milk and Honey and milk and honey oh, and milk no. and honey was messaging him like we have had the worst fucking week of our lives like literally this has been horrible oh. and he had to make the video clarifying and he's like this is not this restaurant like i'm like oh my god poor guy that's funny <laughs> so that like obviously he didn't eat there so he didn't even review the food but people are mad at the real milk and honey just because of they have too many rules yes but also from what i've gathered it's been a lot of people like from atlanta as well just being like this is the fucking culture of atlanta like this is it's impossible to fucking eat this sucks and they've kind of just banded together to destroy atlanta businesses okay let's talk about it every restaurant that me and my family go to we're either a invited by the restaurant themselves or b was told about the restaurant 100 plus times from locals from people who mention me from people who email me DM me 99% of the time I never go to a random restaurant with that being said my opinion was asked for so many narratives being pushed and it's insane to me but let's be honest what else do you want from me if I go to a bunch of restaurants and have a string of good experiences then I'm being too nice I'm lying the narrative is being pushed that my eye roll is fake and I'm lying just to help people then on the same hand if I go to two or three restaurants where I don't have the best experience now I'm tearing down businesses now I'm being mean now I need to shut up now I need to mind my business I need to sit down Again, I can't win for losing. I understand everybody gonna have an opinion on the situation. You can disagree with me. You cannot like what I say. Completely understand. I'm okay with that. But when my safety and my family's safety start coming into play, that's where I draw the line at. But what can't happen is when my family or the restaurants or anybody's safety start coming into play. It's absolutely overboard. Especially when I was asked to give my opinion. Because you telling me my opinion only matter if it's positive. Because if it's positive, you got my face plastered on a wall and you saying keep sleeping here. But if it's negative, I need to sit down somewhere and you don't know who I am. That's crazy to me. It was so much positive that happened in Atlanta that was shunned by the negative. It was so many restaurants we was blessed enough to help. We went to an array of restaurants like we always do at every city. I'm gonna be 100% transparent, 100% candid. Me and my family will postpone touring if other cities gonna be like this. Every review not gonna be the best. I'm gonna be 100% honest. If you want me to come, please understand, I will be honest. I don't mean no harm, I don't have no malicious intent. I mean that and when I say it, I mean it. People be like, well, you know what you're doing. You know if you give a bad review, people gonna come and flood it with hate comments. 
What else do you want me to do? I'm telling people not to go and leave hate comments. I'm telling people not to leave negative comments. I'm telling people make their own opinions. You want me to lie and say I had a good experience? Or you want me to only post the videos when I have a positive experience? That all of the videos I post is only going to be positive experience. Then the narrative is going to be pushing. I'm only trying to be positive and we're going to end up in the same situation. And on top of that, I think something's getting lost in translation. When that happens, the restaurants that we are blessed enough to help won't be helped in the same manner because people won't show up in the same way because my reviews would be inauthentic. One of the reasons people show up the way they do is because they know I'm being honest and I'm giving my personal opinion and my personal perspective on the situation. But if I don't do that anymore, it won't be the three or four hour wait times. And now we won't be able to help business owners and we won't be able to give back to the community. In the grand scheme, that's what this is about. It's about giving back. It's about giving back to the community. It's about stimulating the economy. That's what it's about. All the other stuff. I'm a simple man in real life. As long as me and my family healthy and safe and we can live a comfortable life. I'm straight. Again, it's a double-edged sword. I understand with great power comes great responsibility. God made me for this. I'm built for this. At the end of the day, I just want to eat food, walk in my path. If you want to be on a journey with me, you are more than welcome. If you don't, God bless you. Not Atlanta literally making him not want to tour anymore to go eat at other places because we're so horrible. I mean, I'm sure it, it probably honestly would have happened eventually anyway he would have gotten to this point because I'm sure it's been maybe just not as dramatic of a problem I in know. the past. I've never been a food reviewer, but part of me is just like, welcome to being a creator, Keith. It's a fun ride. <laughs> it is unfortunate because people do have very different taste buds and like different things. I think he, though, does generally have a pretty... <laughs> like vast palette like i wouldn't be a food reviewer because i don't like anything so i wouldn't have amassed this audience for my food reviews because i would be giving too many bad ones and they wouldn't even be bad ones it would just be like i don't like it i think it's hard when it's like a negative review does kind of ruin a business just because he didn't like it i guess for me i'm just like that's not his fault i don't know i just don't feel like that's any in any world his responsibility if anything people would want like not for him to give everyone good ones but maybe not air the bad ones but i guess are they bad because he just doesn't like it or are they bad because the food was objectively bad i've seen enough of his reviews to kind of deduce the fact that like he is in no way bashing a business like he'll say hey even with the house rules when he was talking about real milk and honey he said these are just not for me i'm not saying that they shouldn't have house rules like what we're doing right now in this podcast is a million times worse than what he did like we're actually looking at their house rules and be like what the fuck is this that's not what he did he literally looked at it and said hey that's just not for me i couldn't get any food that is what it is that's my review of this business like he in no way shape or form is pushing people to do anything i think because he is so honest and so like humble and a lot of people relate to him he has a lot of people riding for him and so that yeah. can be a little tricky yeah but again he's denounced those people he's literally said if you are a person who reviews people at zero stars when you've never been to their fucking restaurant if you are people that sends hate comments or death threats or any of that fucking bullshit you are not a follower of mine i don't want you like leave i don't need yeah. you so what more can you do as a creator that's kind of like my main takeaway from this is like he's completely doing it in the best way he possibly can i don't see a better way that he could be doing or managing this kind of level of a following on what he's doing and i don't think reviewing food is a bad thing especially in the way that he does it like he's not going to a mom and pop shop and saying like fucking disgusting and just like stepping on it <laughs> like i did see like some people for example though saying like and i'm not saying this is <laughs> how I feel. That like, if you're not even gonna eat the food, like if you never even got it, then why are you even talking about it? Well, because isn't that, and I've seen it also echoed, the sentiment of like, that is the experience of many people who have tried eating at this restaurant and many others in Atlanta. Like Cardi B chimed in on this and she was on live and she was talking about like, hey, I don't know who Keith Lee is, but everybody's talking about this whole Atlanta. Talking about this guy called Keith, that he does restaurant review. And I'm like, who is that? Who is that? And then I'm starting to see that like he's doing re reviews in Atlanta and everything. So I started getting into um, his reviews and all this bullshit and everything. So while um, while I know that um, being a restaurant owner is a lot of hard work and so many people have invested money in their restaurants and people, you know, like this there is there everything. But I always find this eating in Atlanta it is such an event. And I always say this to my man, like, I always say this, like, it's something about the restaurants in Atlanta. I don't know, is it because I'm from New York, right? And I feel like in New York, people just love to make money. I feel like in Atlanta, it's always something like first thing first, right? I feel like Atlanta restaurants, they don't like to make money. I feel like they don't like people. They don't like their customers. They just don't fucking like it. First thing first, right? You could barely order 
in Atlanta restaurants. Like you go like, hey, I would like to make order. Oh yeah, we don't make, we don't we don't take orders. We don't take orders. It gets to the point that I literally have to name like I have to tell like people that order food for me like, can you just name drop my name? Because first and first, they just don't they don't do no pickup orders. They don't do deliveries. They just don't do shit. Second, Atlanta restaurants, right? They be closed on the most random shit. Good. Oh, they closed. What is that? What do you mean? Y'all niggas is closed Monday through Wednesday. Or they'll just have the most random days closed. Like, oh, they close on Tuesday. Or, like, it's just the most random shit. Like, it's like, y'all motherfuckers don't like making bread. Like, I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. And then, with some Atlanta restaurants, I be noticing, too, that it's like, it, it's just it's just insanity. And it's always, the, the food way is so busy. It's so, so busy. Like... I feel bad for Atlanta residents. <laughs> Y'all have to go through. Thank, thank you, Jesus. I'm famous. But even when even me being famous is, is, is like a hassle. That is ridiculous. Like, I'm sorry, as consumers, like, you should be able to pick up. I mean, delivery, I get. Like, not everybody delivers. But, like, I can't pick up fucking food. Reservations, I also get. Like, call-ins ahead of time. People don't show up. That's the whole thing. Like, I understand certain parameters for businesses. But this is ridiculous. Honestly, I would have... Like from everything that I had seen, I would have guessed that the real milk on uh, yeah, the real milk and honey is like a really like fancy place or something that like has, but it's like no, it's just like a breakfast place. It's not even just a breakfast place. It has a lot of like lunch and I believe even entree like dinner stuff. But the fact that like this is something that people say like is very common throughout Atlanta, I believe it. Listen, I only go to again Atlanta for Cheesecake Factory or PF Chang's or Trader Joe's. Those are the three things I go to Atlanta for. And every time I go there, I'm like, can I go back? Can I go back home? Like, it is a lot. Atlanta is a lot as a city. It is very, very intense. And I lived in downtown Los Angeles and Atlanta, holy shit, like it's a lot. So I just feel like people who live in the place are appreciating his take on it. And I feel like that is speaking louder than anyone else is like, don't say anything. Like he's speaking for the everyday consumer. I think that's important. Yeah. Well, and then I think like, obviously, and we've talked about before that when you do have a following, you do have to be very responsible for sure. with it. And you can't just like throw things out as flippantly as you would if you didn't have a following. Right. But I do feel like to me, it seems like he is very responsible about it. So like you said earlier, you can't control what a bunch of like outliers are doing when you've already told them not to do that. I don't know. Food is a very polarizing subject as we actually have learned. Our first video together, you guys, was um, one of the first episodes of Cheat Day, which is a show I made for Clever. And it was trying weird fruits. Yeah. You would have thought. We stabbed someone's we grandma. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> fuck where this fruit is from. I hate the people there. Like literally the cultural ties to it. Yeah, because we just didn't know what they were and we didn't like the flavor of them and it was a problem. I do get it though, because like when people say they don't like like plantains or like certain things that are tied to my culture, I'm like, wait a second, bitch. Like, let me let me let me gear up real quick. So I do understand it, but also I like it's not that serious. Everyone does have different taste buds and people don't know about everything or like all foods like yeah. that's just well you that's know? the thing like even for example with our situation it was that i had another producer that was working on us on that show with us and he insisted that we not look up how to eat any of them so people were like you fucking dumbasses you're not eating it right which valid but we were very upfront about the fact that we didn't know how that we that's how we were going into it so it was like no shit i'm sure there's a way you could prepare it and it would be fine but that's not what we did here honestly we were completely set up in that situation but with the whole keith lee thing i just feel like shy of just not like he kind of mentioned doing the content he does i don't know how he could fix it like he's done every thing right the only solution i think which i don't think is what people would want is if he just literally did not air reviews if they were less than well great. i've literally seen people criticize him the thing he mentioned his eye roll i've seen people uh -huh. criticizing he, him like, really because he's yeah. like yeah he's too positive and i'm like okay so he's just now faking everything like he you just can't likes win food. you can't win power to him i think he's a great creator i think that he should just keep chugging forward and honestly never come back to atlanta i don't blame you more than anything i feel like the character he has showed is always like i do not fault him for any at of all it. no 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 but anyway we can move on to our next topic now which is uh the d'amelios question mark yeah so on the topic of character we actually even just uh last episode very briefly and then i dove into it a little bit i don't i didn't include that much but i did toss to a clip our last episode you brought up that the d'amelios actually had cheated in one of mr beast's 
things, the trivia creator games. Yes. To me, looking at that, and then also I had simultaneously seen what we're about to talk about, the cheating thing, I was going through and looking. They weren't even good at looking off camera. They weren't supposed to use their phones. They were doing trivia. Lily must have sent me 45 screenshots of it. It was so <laughs> absurd though. Like the fact that I could send screenshots, I'm like, oh my God. Like they'd literally be like, like eyes just like dart the other way. I'm like, wow, you guys don't even, cool, got it. I mean, have you ever seen Dixie D'Amelio act? I'm not trying to be mean, but come on. Well, so actually before we even get to the Walmart thing, I want to pull up, there is a clip from, they have a reality show. Yeah. The way that I know it is that Alex James watches it on Hulu. It's the D'Amelio's. No. He's watched the whole thing. Okay, yeah. So it's streaming on Hulu and it's currently in season two. And that alone, I'm like, there's a season two? It's so bad. This isn't even something against them as people. It's just like the most boring shit I've ever seen. Honestly, I feel so bad. You could say reality TV as a whole is bad, but you can't lie and say the Kardashians and the D'Amelios are producing the same type of shit. Like the Kardashians, yeah, it could get boring and they could be doing stupid things, but at least they're kind of funny and it's kind of, dude, what is going on? They're like cooking and like just existing. And I'm like, this is not- That's the thing. The uh, Kardashians know that they have a show to put on. The D'Amelios do not try to put on a show. They just are there. Even back before they had the show, um, was it Dixie had like a talk show she would like have on her channel where oh, she'd have, yeah. I don't know if it was a podcast yeah, or- yeah, yeah. Oh my God. It was like, did you just wake up two seconds ago? Like the amount of effort put oh, in no. is so minimal. I watched a review on it one time and the guy was like, this this whole thing is giving me, yes, girl, give me nothing. You know what it's also giving? It's giving like, oh my God, we should have a reality show. You know how everyone says that? And it's like, maybe you should not. It's funny because I was going to say, okay, rule of thumb, not everyone that has a following on social media needs to parlay that into a reality TV okay, show. Okay, but career. it's literally, it's not just them. It's everyone in general. Like you have someone who cracked a joke once to their friend group in fucking 2017. They're like, where's our reality show? I don't understand. It's just like everyone is trying to cash in on their success. And then it's like, but maybe we find stuff that makes sense to do. Not suddenly pretend like this family is like the most entertaining people ever to watch. I'm sure that they're more entertaining off camera. Like they just don't know how to be the Kardashians and that's fine. Not everyone does, but it's so weird. Well, tell us about the Walmart thing because I know you have feelings. Yeah, so first though, this is a clip from the reality show and I've seen a couple of Dixie that I'm like, oh my God, why would you air this? Oh, um, no. This is one. My biggest goal professionally is probably to marry rich. <laughs> like, I really don't want to work anymore. Excuse me, ma'am? Is Dixie D'Amelio's job in the room with us right now? Like, I'm just like, you have never worked, girly. And let's just be real about it. It is what it is. And like, period and slay. Here's the thing is I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I think a lot of people dismiss influencers and even reality star people as like, they don't know how to work. It's not hard, blah, blah. I'm not saying it's not tiring. Tiring. But it's not yeah. hard. Listen, I've been on sets. I did an MTV pilot where they followed me around for weeks and never aired. Don't even go searching. But it never aired. And like, I do, I understand. That is tiring. It's, it's taxing on you. Yeah, like as a human being, you just kind of want to like chill. And there aren't a whole lot of moments for that. But you're not working. You're existing in a stressful environment. Those, those are two different things. That. Exactly, like, yes. You're not having to like sit down, put your expertise in motion. That is a whole separate tiring thing, especially not to fucking mention, you're already rich, bitch. <laughs> like, Thank you. I was like, you could have already probably retired. Like, are you kidding? The way she says it, it's just the lack of self-awareness is like astounding. Yeah, she's literally like, I want to do it. It's like, girl, nobody wants to do it. Everybody fucking hates this shit. Someone said, I don't know, maybe she worded it wrong, but I feel like she meant she doesn't want to get old and keep having to be an influencer. <laughs> and it's That's like- giving her a lot of grace. Well, and even then I'm like, why would that be so bad? I'm like- I, as an influencer of a, over a decade, like, I get Rough it. Life. I know the ups and downs. I get the whole fucking thing. I have family members just like desperately trying to make a fraction of the money that I can make on a brand deal. Like, that's not yes. right. It's just tone deaf. It's so tone deaf. You're, you're rich. Girl, I guarantee you, you could shit all over me right now with the amount of money you have. Like, you are rich as hell. You could be good for life if you invested and you did the right moves and you didn't spend money crazily. Like, girl... Please, for the love of God, just... Even if you said it and then we're like, oh my God. Like she had no moment of like, 
No, she's like, oh my God, this is hard. Girl. There's pros and cons to every job. And the thing about being an influencer is that you do kind of have to be on at all times. So it's not like a nine to five where you can just like go home and unplug and turn it off and it's not a thing anymore. But if I could just not unplug and all I have to do is fucking sit and fake act on my reality show. Like, are you kidding? And again, I've also, I've been on sets. They cater to you. Your wish is their command. Like you are literally the star of it's the show. It's not the same tiring as like manual labor or Honestly, retail or anything like that. going to the like fucking that. like craft table and getting a free lunch is a win in my book. Like, I'm just like, you're slaying it every single day of your life. Don't give me that bullshit. I'm sure she has an assistant. I'm sure that there are assistant producers being like, Dixie, do you need anything and she's like oh yeah to not work anymore i'm like girl come on if you could look at one person and be like can i get a starbucks pumpkin spice latte and they go and get it for you and you don't have to actually like beg your husband or like lily get it yourself <gasps> oh my god and not to mention even if they couldn't they could afford fucking postmates like it's just a joke so i'd seen that a few weeks ago this tiktok came out 10 19 so i think it didn't air a whole lot earlier than that so imagine my disgust when then i see that these two have done a tiktok where they pretend work at walmart i'm still so confused by this so i have a little context but um so they post this it's them and it says have a good day at work and then the girl goes you too and they go us too and then it's like dot to dot and then it cuts to a montage of pictures where they are working quote unquote at walmart so I guess the joke is like, you know, when you tell an employee, like when they say, enjoy your movie and you're like, you too. And then you're like, oh shit, they're not going to watch a movie. Is that the joke? Okay. So I didn't even really pay attention to the like shtick of the TikTok the first time I saw it. I was too focused on the fact that like, why are they cosplaying as Walmart employees? So I didn't realize that this was like a TikTok trend where people are doing it. And the one I saw was not as tone deaf and <laughs> it was someone doing it with like a cop. They were like, you're good to go have a good day at work and then it was like you too me too and then suddenly the girl was like in the cop car there was more of a disconnect there it's like not everyone like it was clearly a joke to joke about working at walmart though like who thought that this was a good idea well how far did they go with it and then what's be happy snacks because they did tag be happy snacks what is that yes that is don't worry wait for it their new popcorn brand oh fuck off we have exciting news to share Run, don't walk, because Be Happy Snacks has finally hit the shelves of your local Walmart store. Get ready to elevate your snacking with a burst of flavor. We can't wait to hear which one is your favorite. and we can't wait to hear what you think. So they're not only just like pretending to work at Walmart, yes. they're also promoting their new, like probably a million dollar popcorn brand. Which then is, the account for it is then filled with fucking TikToks of them working at Walmart. And look at Charlie while she's doing it. Oh my God, she's so excited. Scanning her million dollar popcorn. It says, you're welcome for giving you your new favorite snack. In Walmart stores nationwide and online this Saturday. Nobody said thank you. And then the next one shows Dixie like pushing a cart down the aisle and going, <sighs> oh yeah, she's oh, wiping the sweat. From this work too? Yeah, yeah, the <sighs> sweat's on her brow. She's got to wipe it off. It's very difficult. Oh my God. And she literally, it says, when Be Happy Snacks officially launches and you have a long day shopping and clean out the shelves, then the parents are in it too, in Walmart vests. And then someone says security being in the aisle, is there like bodyguards in the back? I can't really tell. Oh my God, there is. Oh okay, my God. Look at that. Well, so that was my thing is like, for example, like when a the Ace family did it, didn't they like actually, I mean, quote unquote, actually, but like it was more of a, like they actually did work there for a little bit, at least like. I think it was actually the full day. Okay. So, I mean, not saying that was super tone deaf as well, but you're going to try and tell me even that they worked for two minutes. Like, absolutely not. That is an absolute joke. They clearly were walking around with security and a film crew and that was it. It's kind of sad that they're so disconnected that they don't realize that like the people that actually work in these stores, I said it before, I fucking hate shopping at Walmart. And the reason being, not only are the shoppers generally miserable, but a lot of times like employees and everyone there is super miserable. 
And I don't disagree with their misery at all. Like, I understand that they are underpaid for a fucking billion dollar corporation that does not give a fuck about them. I understand it all. And I understand why they don't want to help me. I don't want them to help me either. So like, I do understand it all. And I just feel like they just, they literally don't, uh, like, I don't think they shop at Walmart. I don't think they know what Walmart is. I don't think they had ever been this. in a Walmart before. No, I really don't. And it's just like, what do you expect from people who not only, they didn't grow up poor from my understanding. I think their parents were generally well off. Their fucking fame gave them millions and millions of dollars. And now they have this popcorn brand. They're like, oh, cool. So they're going to give us the best. And then we could just do like, we could film in Walmart and then we could pretend. Oh my God, this you know, is like, so funny. Look at our names are on it. Like, are you kidding? No, no, literally that is what they thought. They're just like, oh, fun. Like we can like advertise that it's at a Walmart and then we could just like pretend we're working at Walmart. That's funny. Not understanding the underlying issue there where it's like, hey, some people actually have to work at Walmart. Did you know that? Actually, even as an example, like um one time we went on a brand deal trip to when we were working at clever um to vancouver and we went to the lush factory and they actually did give us like jumpsuit uniforms and we went in like the factory and we learned how to make um some of the bath bombs and stuff but the people that worked there loved it like they were very passionate about their jobs and it wasn't ever making fun of them it was more that like we were too stupid to ever do something like that normally like it was never trying to i mean i don't think they're trying to degrade walmart employees but they are it's just tone deaf and i mean what do we expect i don't know this at least like if you aren't gonna be the employee fine do whatever this is stupid but sure don't pretend to be working there and be like oh hard days work when the people working there are then like off to the side like yeah we're not saying do not go into a walmart and film your product that's on the shelves that's not what we're saying we're saying that do not cosplay as minimum wage employees it's not cute that yes and i've seen so many comments from people being like i work at walmart that is not how our work day goes like there's the original one on charlie's that's like uh, for the whole like trend it shows them like stocking shelves and they're like lifting each other up and like in the cart and like oh my god like how cute and fun this is like no. I mean, I know this may be a weird question, but like who put all that popcorn back when you were done filming? I just want to know. Great question, Jesse. I'm sure they didn't. <laughs> I just want to know if you guys put it up because you cleared the shelves to put in your cart to be cute. Did you put it back, girly? Did you put it back? Oh my God. Literally someone commented goes, I can barely afford to live as a retail worker, but I'm glad you're having fun. And I saw people commenting being like, guaranteed they made more than a normal employee makes in a year. And I'm like, oh, they made five times at least what a normal employee makes. Like they made hundreds of thousands of dollars, I'm sure. Yeah, you have to understand. There's one thing to like, they have a deal with selling the popcorn in Walmart. That's that's one thing. Then this, like wearing a Walmart fucking vest and actually filming in the Walmart, they got hundreds of thousands of dollars to 100%. do that. 100%. Yeah, this isn't no just doubt. like, we think this would be a good idea. This was like a very, that's also the thing is like, yeah, I get that they're disconnected, but who at Walmart thought that this was a good idea? I know. The people in this boardroom that decided this, I said, straight to jail. Like, no. How anyone could think that this wasn't just the most awful idea ever? Like, when brainstorming, this is what, this is the best you could come up with? They're also the same people that come up with not paying their employees enough. So I'm not entirely surprised. It's true. It's true. It's a good point. I actually saw another TikTok, though, that it pointed out this, and then also it talked about Az and Ray briefly, and I thought that it was appropriate because, as we said, they got famous for, like, dance videos so like the fact that now they have like reality tv show and a popcorn i mean like, i'm not surprised they have a that, popcorn yeah. brand like that's so random but i saw this tiktok and it was a social media manager talking about it and she was like basically saying like what is their brand like who is managing their careers because they do the most random shit and it never really makes sense Can someone please check on charlie d'amelio and addison ray who is managing them who is advising them and if you're a content creator on any level please watch and learn from their mistakes let's back up charlie d'amelio just dressed as a walmart employee to sell her new snack brand which is just already a bad move on her part i mean she's got like six or seven businesses that just make no sense for her brand but to have a teenage millionaire who got her fame on tiktok and has never had to work a day in her life in a grocery store it is just a slap in the face and like the worst content strategy i've ever seen Cheers. And then we have Addison Ray, who's just out here posting random videos with zero context and zero value just, just to promo her new song. 
been a social media manager for seven years and I know one thing to be true. You are as good as the team that you surround yourself with. They're both still so young and I don't necessarily blame them, but I do blame the teams that they're surrounded by. I think that they're being poorly advised and where they're getting it really wrong is nothing feels genuinely authentic to them. It just feels like they're throwing spaghetti against a wall and seeing what sticks. And when you have millions and millions of followers and the platforms that they both do, it's just such a missed opportunity. If I were on their teams, I would actually be advising both of them to focus on rebranding. Neither Charlie or Addison has evolved their brand since 2020. And I'm sorry, but the days of like not speaking to the camera, not engaging with your audience, not providing any value, dancing on videos, spamming their audience with promo videos, every other day posting an ad or every other day coming out with a new business. It's just not going to cut it. And if you're a creator, this applies to you as well. Not her stealing my Mama June reference, but period. I know. I was like, it was so funny also because you just said that the other day. You know what's interesting is that Addison Ray, since she brought Addison Ray up, Addison Ray had Item Beauty, which was like this whole yeah. beauty line, cosmetics line that was sold in Sephora. Their lip oil was like my favorite fucking thing and I'm fucking out. And it's closed. Their Instagram's private. They don't sell on Sephora. I think it's done. That's the thing. It's like they tried to harness the success that they had and just like start a bunch of stuff and it, they didn't follow through with any of it because no one really was thinking about long term. I feel like this was the episode of two sides of it, right? You have Keith Lee who is self-made, fucking work to the fucking bone to get to where he is. And then you have Charlie and Dixie who just like got it handed to them. And yeah, that produces two very different people. We got to watch who we make famous. I'm not saying that like Charlie and Dixie are the worst people. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. I don't think they're they're bad people. It's also just sad to see people with that much influence and like having that following that don't even realize it and are like seemingly not very appreciative of it either. Or Dixie being like, I just want to marry Rich. I also think that not everyone that gets famous is completely detached from reality. Like they could do more to better themselves. I guess I'm just cynical in the sense that I'm not surprised. My main takeaway was who pitched this idea? Who thought I this know. was a good idea? Many like, people. Because it's not more people than we'd like to even. It. Think. It's a bunch of other adults that should know better. I just feel like, guys, if you're rich, Stop pretending to be poor. It's not funny. We don't like it. Yeah, I think that's the main takeaway here is um, let's not. But anyway, so we did have a third topic plan and I want to do something a bit unusual because we've run out of time. I I've got to go. But I do want to kind of get the audience's thought on this person before we dive too much into it. Yeah, like I will cover it on the next episode, but I kind of want to know what you guys think of this person first without me saying zippity doo It's kind of difficult because this is a person on TikTok that has had many, many, many accounts because he keeps getting banned. It is called modern underscore day underscore angel. If you guys have a TikTok and you've seen this person, we'll put him on the screen just like a picture of him. He is a very tattooed person. So he has a lot of tattoos on his face and whatnot, who basically claps back at people by tattooing them on his body. And we were sent this on email by a viewer, a specific TikTok that we will, we're going to get to next episode. I'm sorry, guys, but we run out of time. Okay, we've been talking too much. And I just want to know, if you guys have seen this person, if you haven't, you don't need to comment on it. It's fine. If you've seen this person, what do you think about him and why? I need to know because I have my thoughts that I will surely share, but I just feel like we might all have a similar opinion, but I'm not sure though, because there's, there's a lot of thoughts around him. I feel like if I say more, I'm just going to get too much into it. But if you've seen that person, let us know your thoughts below. That's all I'll say because there's plenty to discuss. Anyway, that's all we have for you guys today. If you guys made it to the end, we really, really, really appreciate you as always. And um, yeah, that's it. We will see you guys on Monday. Cheers. Bye.